Well, if you have your Bibles present and you want to look at what we're going to be looking through, Christmas we usually do a little bit shorter. You guys get to hear me talk long enough on Sundays, uh, especially this last Sunday. So if you want to, you can open up to Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20, the last reading that we had there. And we're going to be talking about that section. Now, I would hazard a guess that at no time in recent history, possibly since World War II, has there been as much excitement around turning the corner from one year to the next as from 2020 to 2021. Would you guys agree? Have you ever seen this before where people are so excited? We don't even know what the year holds, but just the idea that there's another year coming that could have a different outcome makes us all very excited. You can already hear many, if not most, talking about leaving 2020 behind in the dustbin of history and jumping into 2021. Even with the potential that the first months of 2021 and maybe even longer might be just as hard as 2020. But many of us are holding out hope that 2021 will be a year with some potential good news. Amen? That, the possible, that, that it will be possible we will be able to return to some form of normal. Now, as we have seen in the last year, all of us have differing opinions on if that is possible and why that is. But overall, the good news in the general populace right now that you see across the news sites is the result of the potential hope of the COVID-19 vaccine and what it might bring. Now, to be clear, each of you has your own varied opinions, I'm sure, on whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, whether or not you're going to take it. I'm not here to talk about that tonight. But I think it's very interesting to look at the parallels between the hope that's being put in the quote-unquote good news of the vaccine and the true hope that we celebrate in the true good news that I'm going to talk about tonight. Prior to its advent two weeks ago, it was as if the question was echoing across the land, what will save us? What will bring us life? Now, practically, the question of whether or not it will be effective, this vaccine will be effective in getting society back to normal is still to be seen. But I want to take a moment and think about the parallel between the news of this vaccine and the news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want us to notice for a second how the advent of that vaccine to many was seen as good news of great joy. Now compare this to the ultimate, and in my opinion, far greater news of great joy that was given to us at the birth of our Messiah, Jesus the Christ. Regardless of where you sit in opinion on the vaccine, I just want you to put that aside for a second and go through this thought exercise with me. This vaccine is seen as good news because there is, at the core of humanity right now, a destructive virus that makes many sick and has taken away the life of over 1.7 million lives globally. Mankind has been searching over the last nine months for a solution to this destruction, wondering if there would ever be a reprieve. It's led to isolation from one another, deterioration in physical, emotional, mental, social, and spiritual health. It has left many in fear and others in anger about the restrictions that have been put in place. It's caused conflict and destruction, and so it makes sense that as a possible solution to the destruction is put forth, it would be good news of great joy, wouldn't it? Only time will tell how that news actually turns out. What an interesting parallel this is. If you paused for a second and you didn't know I was talking about the vaccine, you might think I'm actually talking about sin. Sin which brings isolation and destruction, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual destruction. Viruses or anything that destroys us or society is really a byproduct of sin. So what an interesting parallel this is that we focus on at Christmas as followers of Christ with the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
and specifically the beginning of it. For in that first moment after the birth of Jesus of Nazareth, God was already at work declaring good news of great joy for all that would listen. But this news was different. Rather than simply a virus that can harm us physically, this gospel was going to be proclaimed to mankind as a solution for a far greater destructive force. And it would fulfill for humanity a far greater need for life and hope than what any medical advance can provide. In the birth of Christ, God was providing good news of great joy to deal with the plague of sin that results in death for all mankind. And from our second reading this evening, I want to unpack quickly that good news to remind us of why Christmas is a time of remembrance, of hope and peace, and why we should celebrate it far more than even any physical blessing. So let's break down the good news of great joy. First, in Luke chapter 2, we see that the angel's first words, the first portion of the the good news of great joy, is fear not. Fear not. The background of the Jewish people at this point in history is that they had largely lost hope. 400 years of supposed silence from God had gone from the prophets, and the point in time at which these shepherds find themselves, they're still wondering what God is doing and why he is so silent, why the heavens are as brass. Many in Israel had given themselves over to the idea that Rome was there to stay as an occupying force and had, at the very least, begun to wonder if God was ever going to bring them freedom from their surrounding enemies, if he was ever going to make good on the promises of the Old Testament. They were again, like with Egypt or Assyria or Babylon before, in a form of enslavement under a pagan governance. They felt like they were in exile in their own country. But these angels came with a message that they should not fear. They should not fear no matter what's going on. For the sovereignty of God and the faithfulness in which he had promised his people salvation would not be forgotten. In the psalm that Seth read to us at the beginning of our time together, God stated that he was a God who does marvelous things. His right hand and holy arm had worked and would work salvation for his people. That's why we sing and why we proclaim good news of great joy. At the announcement to the shepherds, the heavenly hosts sing a chorus as if to validate that this promise had indeed come true. God cannot be conquered by any amount of suffering or chaos. Amen? They, like we in 2020, needed to know good news of great joy, that God was not mistaken, nor had he forgotten, nor had he made a mistake but that he was indeed bringing salvation. And he had done so in this little baby that would one day grow up to conquer sin, death, and hell, and all the destruction that they bring with them by his victorious death and resurrection. No matter what your heartache or fear is at this point in life, no matter what you feel about the chaos going around you, God wants to speak to you and me and tell us, fear not. For no matter what we come up against, he is greater and his gospel will eventually bring victory over anything that is against his restorative design. But for these shepherds, a group of men that were on the outskirts of society, I wonder if even with that fear not statement, they questioned whether or not this news was truly for them. But the angelic messenger assures them that this message is for all people. 
You see, part of the reason that this news is such good news of great joy is because it is for all people. It has been extended to all humanity. But it is only those who are willing to accept the work of Christ as Savior and repent from their sins in submission to Jesus' reign as King that can actually receive that good news. It's been offered to all, but only those that listen and truly hear will receive it. You see, in the past... Anytime Israel found themselves in defeat and exile, it was the higher level of society that would be spared from destruction. You can think of Daniel and his three friends being drug off to Babylon to serve the king. Those lower in society were considered discardable. Most likely they would be killed or enslaved. And as a caste, shepherds were considered the lowest of the low. They lived outside. They lived among the dirty sheep. And interestingly enough, who does the angel come to? The angel doesn't go to the highest of society. He goes to the lowest of the low and proclaims this message. And the heavenly chorus, who do they approach to be messengers of the good news? And who will be some of the first to come to see the Christ child and be witness to the faithfulness of God? These shepherds. Because our God is a God that seeks those that would be servants of all, those that would lay down their life for one another. He saves those that admit that they are the chiefest of sinners so that he can then send them out, just as he did these shepherds, to share the good news. Because you see, if we think that we're better than that, that we don't have sin in our lives, that we're pretty darn good people when compared to most, then we won't listen, we won't receive. But if we realize we are the lowest of the low, the chiefest of sinners, then that great news of great joy will come to us. And we will want to share it. As we look back to the parallel of the possible vaccine as a solution for COVID, there are limitations on quantity. And certain groups get it first before others. No matter how equitable we try to be as humans, we have limitations. But in God's kingdom, all things are possible. Maybe you are listening to this here in this room or online, and you're wondering how on earth the gospel could reach you. How on earth the good news of great joy could be something that could bring forgiveness for your horrific sins of the past, for that thing that nobody knows about except you and God. You might be wondering if this is for you. You might also be wondering how on earth could the good news of great joy bring restoration from the pain, not only of sin that I've done, but sin that's been done to me. Broken relationships that just don't seem to heal, hurt and chaos in lives, My life maybe is too far gone for the gospel, you might think. But part of the reason that the gospel of Jesus is such great news is because it is for anyone who desires to follow Christ and is willing to bow the knee to his reign in their lives. There is no end date to that except death. If you are still breathing, you still have a chance to cry out to God and accept his forgiveness and, and gift of eternal life and walk with him. What you have to do Simply cry out and say, Lord, I am yours. Forgive me. Repent of your sins and walk with him. This is good news of great joy if you understand the sin that had separated you from a good and holy God. But most of all, the gospel of Jesus' advent is good news of great joy because of this. Jesus is the salvation and peace for which mankind, especially Israel, Has been waiting. At this point in time, even as Seth said at the beginning, imagine for 400 years 
You were a people that had been used to hearing from God and his prophets, but for 400 years, nothing. We think nine months of not being in the normal is horrible, and it is, but can you imagine 400 years, that generation after generation, wondering if God would ever speak again to Israel, if he would ever come. And there in this moment, these shepherds received the news that this child that was born would be the salvation and peace for which mankind has been waiting. One named Yeshua, the salvation of God. The Old Testament is the story of mankind's refusal to let God rule and reign as king. It is one downward spiral of mankind's sin and time and time again. Even after supposed repentance, Israel finds themselves under God's judgment for their unrepentant sin. Maybe that's you here tonight or listening online. Maybe you're a person who's declared your love for Jesus at one time in your life, but especially with COVID and the isolation and everything else, you've found yourself going downward spiral into previous sins, not really crying out to the Lord or spending time with him or his people. This message, this good news of great joy is still for you. God wants you to be called back into a full relationship with him. The heart cry of those Israelites that truly loved and worshipped God was, How long, O Lord? How long until you come and bring salvation to mankind to save us from our own rebellion and break us free from enslavement? How long, O Lord? It's very similar to a cry I hear from a lot of people in 2020. How long, O Lord, to save us from the conflict that erupts between us because of our selfish and perverse hearts? How long, O Lord, until you defeat death and give us eternal life? And how long until you heal the cosmic rift that has occurred between us and you and restore heaven and earth? Time and time again, God sought to give, him, give them hope and give us hope that even in their darkest hour, salvation was coming. The reading we had from Isaiah, a very well-known passage that we hear this time of year very often, promised that one would come who would be a king who would finally once and for all, bring peace and establish a kingdom of righteousness and justice. In fact, this one, the Messiah, would be called the Prince of Peace. And on that first Christmas day, God had come in the flesh, incarnate as a little baby boy, born of a virgin named Mary, and his name, as I said, was to be Yeshua, the salvation of God. It means, literally, Yahweh saves. And the name that we refer to in English as Jesus has that kind of weight behind it. He was to be the one that would bring the salvation of God to mankind. He would be the one to raise to adulthood and give himself as an innocent offering on the cross of Calvary. And in so doing, he acted as the atoning sacrifice to take your sins upon himself and suffer the wrath of God in your place and in mine. And this act purchased forgiveness for mankind if we accept it, if we see our need for a Savior because of our sin and we accept what Christ did and come to him in repentance and obedience. Jesus died for our sins and was buried, but three days later he rose from the dead and in so doing proclaimed that nothing, not even death, could hold him. This is why they could say, fear not. There is no enemy that we have, even death itself, that cannot be beaten by Christ. And then he was the victorious king who had been glorified as king of kings and lord of lords. He then ascended into heaven, sitting at the right hand of the Ancient of Days, Father God, 
fulfilling the image of the righteous right hand that brings the salvation spoken of in that first psalm we looked at tonight. Friends, if you do not know Jesus, and I mean passionately, not just a, yeah, I'm better than most people because I kind of practice Judeo-Christian principles. I'm an American. God bless America, so I'm a Christian. Guys, that, that is not Christianity. Christianity is a passionate bending of the knee to your Savior and King, the one who's named Yahweh saves. If you do not know Jesus as the one who's taken your sin and as the King who lovingly rules over you in righteousness, then tonight... God wants to give you good news of great joy. This last year has been a horrible one. But tonight, God not only wants to give you hope that may fade away in 2021, we don't know yet, but he wants to give you hope that is concrete. And so tonight, if you are feeling conviction that you need to walk closer with Christ, I would love to speak with you after this short gathering. If you're online and you're feeling the same thing, I would love to hear from you. My email is hans at missionsalem.com. I'd love to talk with you about what it is to walk as a disciple. We've seen in 2020 this stench of sickness and death and suffering all throughout the year. And I know that so many, even some within this church, have started to lose hope and wonder where God is in all of this. The Christmas season started about a month early this year, if you noticed, because so many are grasping for anything that might bring them joy and hope and peace. But even though gifts and lights and treats bring us a certain sense of happiness for a moment, and I know I'm going to enjoy them in the next 48 hours, we know that it is short-lived. The trappings of Christmas cannot solve our ultimate need for forgiveness of sin and need for eternal life. But at Christmas, as we celebrate the birth of our Savior, we can know that God has indeed worked a miracle and brought forth salvation. Through Jesus, God came amongst us and felt our pain and saw our need and then provided the greatest gift any of us can ever hope for, forgiveness of sin and reconciliation with our creator God and with one another. In Christ, God has given us salvation and peace that cannot be overcome. And friends, the world around us needs to know the same good news of great joy, as you gather with friends and family or as you host virtual Zoom meetings or FaceTime with them, I want to encourage you to first take in the fully good news of great joy that we celebrate and then proclaim it as you show what it is to truly celebrate Christmas as a time of remembrance for the birth of Jesus Christ. If you find that you have conflict with those in your family or with one another in this body, Christmas is a reminder that just as God sought reconciliation with us, we must seek reconciliation with one another. Even the non-believing world knows that there's something about reconciliation going on at Christmas. And in so doing, we proclaim to the world the true meaning of Christmas, that God gave us good news of great joy. As the Christmas hymn we will sing in a bit proclaims, Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till he, Jesus, appeared, and the soul finally felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. And so we cry out tonight, along with those angel voices and along with our brothers and sisters across the world, including in Burkina Faso, in thanksgiving for that divine night when Christ was born. What good news of great joy, for Christ, our Savior and King, was born so that he might die, raised to new life, and reign forevermore. Amen? Amen.